0: A patched up podcast could ruin your business. Let us do the technical busy work behind the scenes while you share your genius on the mic and take the industry stage. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. And today I have the privilege of hosting Janice Powers. She is the founder and CEO of Longitudinal Healthcare. It's a B2C digital health company based in Austin, Texas. The company's long term goal is to replace traditional health insurance. Longitudinal is paving the way for consumers to use their healthcare dollars for catastrophic insurance with the remainder allocated to direct-to-provider payments based on predicted patient outcomes. The company's go-to-market feature is called the Over-Under, or the O-U. It is an automated calculator that helps consumers determine whether they are over or under Paying for their healthcare. And, uh, you know, we all know that the problem of bankruptcy in this country, over 60% of it comes from healthcare. It's an important measure. And the company's ideas are inspired by Powers' Amazon bestselling book, Healthcare Meet the American Dream. She commentates on healthcare via numerous channels, including her podcast, the Powers Report podcast, speaking engagement at South by Southwest, and extensive library of published articles. Prior to founding the company, Power spent over two decades in healthcare strategy consulting, starting with Deloitte in 95. She's got an undergraduate from Yale, master's from University of Michigan in architecture, which is really interesting. And she's here to spend some time with us. So Janice, it's such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you. And I have a a business degree from Michigan too. So it's all out there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. There we go. You're busy. You're a scholar. You're a doer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so you know, before we dive into longitudinal, and by the way, I mean, the opportunity is ripe for disruption in how we pay for healthcare. So this is going to be a really great talk. Um, but what inspires your work in healthcare? I mean, it's been a very long time in the business, but what inspires you to do it?
1: Um. Well, I think all of us are inspired because healthcare impacts all of us, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a Pleasure. It's sort of a a calling to work in the industry because you know that the work is helping others. It's also helping you, your family. So that's just sort of, I think anyone who's involved in the industry feels that. All my years of consulting have been fantastic, but when you do consulting, you realize that you're really, you see just how hard it is to make any change and how intractable it is. A lot of, on the provider side, the hospital side, where I did a lot of my work, is not for profit. And so It's really slow going making decisions. And, you know, our whole MO and the different consulting companies I work for was like, you know, if we can get 5% of the change that we're proposing, it's 5% that wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point and you're like, I would like to do more than 5%. And the only way to do that is to really, at least for me, like go out there and, you know, try something really alternative and take all these years of observation and all this writing I've been doing to package it into something really
0: different. And that's what we're doing with Longitudinal. I love it. I love it. And so talk to us about Longitudinal. What exactly are you guys doing? And how are you adding value to the healthcare ecosystem?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for the opportunity to to describe it. Um, I wrote, as you mentioned before, this book, Healthcare Meet the American Dream, and it's really a business plan for the company. I had been writing about health care. I started actually my first article came online in two thousand twelve and it was all about how I thought that employer sponsored insurance was an entitlement because you know half of Americans get their insurance from their employer it's not taxed it's very inequitable how it's distributed and it just it, it's interesting that that was the first thing I chose to write about and for you know almost a decade, I was trying to take these ideas and put them into something that was going to challenge how the payment system in healthcare works. And so that's what really our our company is all about. We want to take the payment model and put it on its ear because right now consumers don't have control of their healthcare dollars really at all. They have very small sort of uh, area of control in their out-of-pocket spending and even that's they don't control all that much. And to me, in the last 10 years, we've had so much... Radical change. I mean, we couldn't do these this concept ten years ago. But the idea is that we've had these amazing advancements with genetic testing. We've had a sort of global acceptance of genetic information. Twenty three and Me has you know transformed that whole concept. So if you look at your outcomes, twenty to thirty percent of them are based on your genetics. And now we we've started to consumerize that information. We've got these really cool tools, these predictive analytics, and so it makes no sense at all for all of us to be in these collective insurance pools anymore. At this point, we all know that everybody has pre-existing conditions because we have genetic testing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea that you know, we're putting everybody together in an insurance pool to mitigate the risk, it just it's so flawed. So we are trying to transform that and say, hey, instead of all the money going out to these third parties, employers sending it to insurance companies or into the government, really for us, we're, we're going after the employer dollars You know, why don't we have that money go direct to the patients, to the customers, and have a company like us, longitudinal, basically be the fiduciary agent that helps people spend their money better by giving them their own customized healthcare based on their health status and their genetics? So that's what we're (laughs) trying to do. There's a lot of ways that that can add value to the healthcare ecosystem. Obviously, you know, this thing is very. Visionary and it's not out to market yet. I don't think the market's quite ready for it. But one of the big areas we are trying to push is this direct to provider payment model, which is really gaining ground, especially with high deductible health plans and so much being pushed out to people. We really want to get people better pricing and really understand
0: how they should be spending their money. For sure. And Janice, so awesome thoughts. And, you know, the idea that the collective insurance pool is a business of the past is hinged on, you know, genetics and understanding your very personal medicine picture. And so is the model that you're proposing hinged on that?
1: Yeah, precisely. I okay. mean, if you look at the healthcare spending, when I first, ex- you know, have been socializing this idea, and I've been doing it for a couple of years, explaining it to people, you know, they sort of have this knee jerk reaction like, well, what about the people who are really sick? You know, this is not ethically fair. And if you look at the how the healthcare dollars are spent, there's a great resource that the Kaiser Family Foundation has partnered with the Peterson Foundation, and they have these really cool analyses that they do. And one of them is a distribution of healthcare spending. And Mm -hmm. if you take the person who spends the most on healthcare on one end of the spectrum, and then you go all the way down to the other end to the person who spends the absolute least amount of money, which is zero, the top five percent of people, the top five percent of high spenders account for 50 percent of our health care costs. Then if you go to the bottom 50 percent of people, they only account for three percent of our health care costs. So there is a tremendous concentration of spending among the elderly and among the very, very sick. And these folks are generally speaking going to be on government programs, Medicaid and Medicare. So the rest of us, you know, it's just, there's so much waste that's out there that, you know, we just want to start raising the shade on that and just saying, we got to take another look at this because this is just not working. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that people who need health care shouldn't have it or that we're trying to take money away from, you know, helping others. I mean, this is a community. We are a civilized nation. It is insane that we don't have coverage for everybody, but we'd have a lot better coverage if we could lower our healthcare care costs and make the system more efficient.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, some great thoughts here. So, talk to us a little bit about what makes the model different and better than what we have today.
1: Um, well, better obviously because <laughs> we think that the money is going to be spent much more efficiently. If you look at the you know United HealthCare and even HCA stocks, like lately, it's just insane. It, you know, with this COVID crisis, United HealthCare has made a ton of money because people are not accessing healthcare. That is ridiculous. You know, we want that money to go in people's pockets. And so that's just that in itself is different. But the real change for us, and this is from years of thinking about this, is that we are targeted towards the consumer. Mm -hmm. That is our customer. And if you look at other health tech companies, we've had, you know, a decade or so of real focus on healthcare investing. I mean, it's been going on for a long time, don't get me wrong, but billions and billions of dollars have been spent and they've been spent on companies that have had a two different markets one of them has been the hospitals and if you've ever worked in a hospital you or for a hospital like I have you understand that trying to sell a tech solution into a hospital unless you're an electronic medical records company uh, selling an EMR like forget it it's just you know a startup going into a hospital is is a pipe dream and even though a lot of these startups had really cool ideas, a lot of the founders didn't have a deep understanding of how the healthcare industry works. So those things flopped. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we're seeing now is that you know there was a pivot then, well, let's sell to the employer because the employer gives, you know they contribute 70, 80% of the dollars for your healthcare if you get your insurance through your employer. And like I said, over half of Americans do. So they want to lower their healthcare costs those costs have been skyrocketing and you've probably heard about all these wellness programs that are being sold to employers as a means to reduce healthcare costs. And the problem with these wellness programs is that it's really difficult to measure outcomes. I mean, this is the outcomes rocket. It's, you know, I'm sure you've talked about how challenging it is to measure outcomes and for a company to come in and say, "I'm going to make your employee base healthier like in a year" is like it's so impossible to measure that. And we're seeing that there are some employees that just don't want to be <laughs> healthy, mm-hmm. just like some Americans don't want to be. And so those models are sort of falling by the wayside. And so we're like, why are we not talking to the people? <laughs> you know, yeah. why are we the Americans? Healthcare consumer, right? Why? Mm-hmm. How come we're not like front and center in this conversation? And so that's a major differentiator for us.
0: Got it. All right. So I appreciate that. And so. Talk to us about how this is going to work and what's the entry point? You know, is is this a consumer solution, an employer solution? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, awesome. So we are going to market in the next few months with a free healthcare cost calculator called the Over Under. We're then going to move to a subscription model, which I'll explain a little bit about. And that's going to have sort of all the elements we'll need to get to know our customers that ultimately we can do this insurance replacement product. So that, okay. you know, the insurance replacement thing is years out, but that's definitely where we're headed. And sure. if I have the idea, someone else has the idea, which is good because then we can all push it forward. Yeah. But out of the gate, we're doing a free, it's like a healthcare cost calculator. It's called the mm-hmm. over-under. You would basically put in... Um, your insurance information, your age, sex, where you live, and how much you pay for insurance. And then we can sort of back into some of these things. Like if you don't know how much your employer pays, we can estimate it for you. And then it calculates if your total comprehensive healthcare costs, it says, are you paying too much or too little? And then it talks to you about how you can control that or not. Because quite honestly, you can't control a lot of it. But no one's talking to consumers about like holistically how much money actually goes into the system on their behalf and then how much is actually spent on them. And so that's what the over under does. And what's cool about it, aside from just that, is that each time you answer a question like we asked you about your utilization, like, you know, did you go to the emergency department, the over under it recalculates. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we ask you where you live, as you're probably aware, healthcare costs very widely across the United States. So when you put that information in, we're really trying to educate people on what factors are driving their healthcare costs above and beyond basic health assessment questions, like what's your BMI, you know, what's your blood pressure, what's your cholesterol level. You know, we're, there are matters. so many, so many other yeah. factors. So that's what the over under does. It's a basic calculator, and at the end of it, we want people to realize. How much money's going in? Because the macro view is if you're like young single, you know, young single male, probably, you know, age between 26 and 44, they quote unquote overpay into the system about $3,500 a year. Mm-hmm. So that money's just going away. For like a woman who's aged 55 to 64, she underpays by about the same amount. So the way the system works is that you overpay when you're young to sub- and you hope that you're going to help yourself later. That at some point, you, you know, you're putting all that money in, and you're like, you know, at some point I'm going to need that myself, and so you kind of feel good about it. But it's just with healthcare costs rising, like we're seeing that people who put money in for Medicare, they can't in any way have funded the amount of care that they're using right now. So we're trying to make that connection for people and say, you know what? Instead of giving this money away and letting the system sort of explode and balloon wouldn't you want that money for yourself? Like what would happen if that was yours? So that's the conversation we want to have by doing the over-under. Gotcha. The subscription then takes this over-under concept and it's got three or four different parts to it. There's a health assessment. We're basically trying to do a light assessment about you, learn you know your age, sex, some background, you know, genetic information, but basically make like a five-year prediction on probably what you're likely to get and then sort of preload that into the app and and have a navigation element that says, you know, you were a high school athlete, you know, you're really active, you're probably going to have like a shoulder injury. You know, mm-hmm. you're a football player. Yeah. So what happens when that happens? Because people are so health illiterate and they just have no idea what's supposed to happen. So we preload all that stuff in and then preload the pricing. If this is going to be out of pocket, you know, we give folks some ideas about how to spend it. But the cool part is we take this free over-under and then we're customizing it to you. So every time you go to the doctor or have one of these episodes, you sort of scan the information in and we can automatically tell you, you know, we're automatically tracking how much you're spending. So that's the cool aspect where no one is doing that right now. And it's sort of like, gosh, all this money's going in, you know, here's how much is going out through the year. It's just a totally different way of looking at healthcare.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. and so we're doing more by tracking and understanding and then maybe even forecasting in some respects. And then I guess, how does it get paid for? You know, does this become a plan or do the covered people have, are you cash paying patients? Like, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, so the app is a flat subscription, you know, probably gonna wind up around 10 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we definitely think that people are going to get value out of that because they're going to get all the navigation stuff and it's navigation customized to you. Like Saul, if you had it and I wanted to know, or say I had it and you said to me, Hey, Janice, you know, I need to get a prostate exam. Like where do I go? What's the, what are the good doctors who do it? Well, I'm never going to need a prostate exam. It's not loaded in my app. So I couldn't tell you, right? This thing is customized to you. And then the pricing is local market pricing. And I have had a catastrophic plan for the last 18 months. So I have had to go direct to provider and ask for prices for things. And no, it's hard enough for me. And I like doing this sort of negotiation. But most people do not and don't want to and shouldn't have to. So a lot of that's preloaded in, which is why we think there's value in the app for people to pay for it. You know, we'd love to cut deals with employers if they want to fund it for their employees, but we're not sharing any of the information with the employers. Sure. Later, what we'd like to do is say, you know, when we move to this replacement model, we'd like to say, hey, employer, instead of you having to craft an insurance plan for your employees, why don't you just give them the cash so they can go on the open market and buy health insurance on their own? In fact, when they you know, implemented the Affordable Care Act, they thought a lot of employers were going to do that, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I have been advocating for this for years, and you know, there are now legal structures to, to do that, to enable employers to do that, because the way it is now, you can still give the employee the money, and it's still tax-free for the employee. We'd like to take that money and say, we're going to get you catastrophic insurance, but then we're going to take this chunk of money and help you... Spend it direct to provider and help you be well. So, you know, we're saying to you, hey, you're a smoker. You know, we've allocated this amount of money for you for all of these different things that could happen to you based on the fact that you have this habit. If you were to quit, here's how much money you could save because you would be foregoing all of these future healthcare encounters that we've predicted you would have. You know that's great for the individual, and then they get to save that money, and then we get to invest it for them. And you know, our business model is then we're really an investor and a fiduciary agent for our customers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, it's a
1: big plan. It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and it and it's (laughs) a
0: while until it gets there, right? So there's different stages. It,
1: It is. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because a lot of what we are doing is already out there, right? I mean. There's a ton of health assessments that are out there. And they, by the way, I've done like all of them and they're, it's so painful. Mm -hmm. Uh, And ours is like much cooler because, you know, when we talk about someone's diet, you know, we can connect to all of these apps that already capture, you know, the foods you're eating. But ours has a library of foods with like images and it's a little bit gamified where you can select pictures of food and then we tell you why you should eat it. You know, like there's a lot of these cruciferous foods, I think it is, like um, uh, cauliflower and kale and stuff that have a, a really cool chemical in them that helps your cells repair themselves or helps the DNA repair itself. And as a result, it helps you lower your chances of getting cancer because your cells are just better at, you know, at basically not getting damaged. So that's why you need to eat this food. I mean, so it's just, it, we're trying to get people to think about things like And educate people instead of just saying, like a doctor, here's what you need to do. Don't, you know, just do it because we said so. You know, people want to know why they want to be motivated. So, we're trying to do a lot of these things a little differently. Uh, You know, there's navigation stuff out there, but it's not preloaded. There's pricing stuff out there, but it's kind of like good RX is great for drug pricing. I mean, I think they're awesome, but for the rest of it, there's like healthcare blue book. There's just, it's not easy. And it's not, we want to spoon feed this information to people, you know? We don't want to say, hey, go to this site and then look this stuff up and then you'll get like this range of prices for carpal tunnel syndrome that's like from $2,000 to $6,000. I mean, that's totally useless. So, you know, we would like to repackage a lot of the stuff that's out there. And then by doing this ongoing over under calculation, we're reinforcing this concept of just how much money is being wasted each year and, you know, helping people understand how much these encounters cost and just making people more literate.
0: Well, I think it's important. Education is key. And, you know, it sounds like the app. It, so is the app available yet or not yet?
1: Not yet. Yeah, okay. we're, we're like an early, you know, angel funding, which we're about to close, which is exciting. <laughs> nice. um, but with something this big, obviously, I have been talking about this for a long time. And so I've, you know, I've had to be designing this for a long time because it is a really huge concept. But as you and I talked briefly before we kick this thing off. This whole concept is going to evolve really based on what our customers, uh, what consumers are going to react to. And the market, you know, it really is fascinating year over year how it changes and it's essential to be in touch with your customers, you know, which is why it's so
0: cool to actually be focusing on the consumer for this. Yeah. And so stage one is through the app is education and navigation.
1: Right. And better pricing.
0: And better pricing. Through, yeah. I guess access to the different prices. I guess through it, you could get some price transparency.
1: Yeah. I mean, for like, there are a lot of companies out there that are doing like a, they're having you subscribe to them and they're cutting rates with a selected narrow network of providers. Right. Right. I am not doing that. I am all about free market pricing because it's just, you know, how is that fair for people? But there, it is, we are going to take the time to be contacting providers for their pricing. That's a very labor-intensive thing to do, which nobody wants to do, which is one of the reasons we're doing it because there's so much value in spending the time actually connecting with providers to get this information because it's not available online. Uh, you got to call them for it, but it is getting like leaps and bounds easier to get access to that information. So there's definite transparency there, but we're not publishing this stuff to the open public because you know we need to make money off the fact that we're spending the time doing this so for, you know, in that sort of prostate exam example, I couldn't give you pricing for that sort of stuff because it's not in my app. Like yeah. you, You'd have
0: to have it. So we have to protect ourselves that way. Yeah. And so are you guys getting cash prices?
1: Um, so there's going to be, yes, cash prices. But I think a big challenge for people is understanding when they need to engage in cash pricing or not. And that is going to really depend on the literacy of our customer, and we're going to try and make it as easy as possible for people because it really depends on the insurance plan, and we'll be able to try and help people understand that. But you know, the big issue for out-of-pocket spending, if you haven't hit your deductible yet, is you can go with a contracted rate that your insurer has negotiated for the pricing, or you can get a cash price. And if we have a cash price preloaded, then the consumer can say, well... My insurance plan is, you know, saying it's going to be $3,000 for this carpal tunnel syndrome, but I see here another provider is going to do it for two. That gives you, if you want, leverage to negotiate with the provider on your plan or go somewhere else, or just, it just gives you more information. Mm -hmm. But we definitely are going to call the claims database and get, you know, sort of the basic pricing that's available, you know, via contracted rates as much as we possibly can, because obviously that stuff is all hidden. So... We're going to be providing both. How we do that has to be, you know, it's going to take a really good user interface.
0: And then what you do with the information is up to you as the end user, right? But at least you have it.
1: Right. I mean, for us, we want to get to know our customers. I mean, the app ultimately is going to be called Know Thyself. And the idea is that we're going to get to know you because you know, you'll be scanning your health encounters. We'll have that information about how much, you know, what your health activities actually were. So we can make better projections for you as this, you know, moves along. It is astonishing to me, and I think we all understand why, but like that your electronic medical record isn't on your phone. Like ultimately, it's going to be like a microchip that's in your body because you are the one common denominator for all of your encounters. So that's why, you know, this whole idea that we were going to, you know, make all these EMRs and have all these people talk to each other. Well, we know that's never happened. That's not going to happen. And, you know, so when we get that information, it just helps us get to know you better so that when we get to this insurance replacement product, we have a pretty good idea of who you are and how you engage with the healthcare system because, you know, we want to be saying to you, look, if you. If you like to take medications, we want to be giving you like clinical protocols that align with the kind of medicine you want. You know, I can't stand medication, so I will go to an acupuncturist before I take a pain pill. You know, we'll learn about that kind of person. And we'd like to be making recommendations to people that correspond with what they want. So that's how we're planning to use the information. We sure as heck are not going to sell it to third parties.
0: Like, no. That's just, we're not doing that. It's not part of our model. Well, super interesting, Janice. And, you know, I think if we're not pressure testing new ideas to reinvent how we pay for our healthcare or, you know, how we get our healthcare, I think that would be the problem. So I think it's great that you're thinking through this. Folks, the work that Janice and her team are doing is super interesting. She also has a cool podcast, the Powers Report podcast. I definitely encourage everybody to check that out. We'll be leaving links to all that inside of the show notes today. Janice, I'm thrilled for you and what you guys are doing. I hope your round of funding goes through successfully. What are you most excited about today?
1: Well, I'm, again, I appreciate your having me on the show. And thanks to everybody for listening. The more I talk about this and the more real it becomes, the most exciting thing is people's reactions. You know, Mm -hmm. I sent out when we finally landed on this over-under concept after, you know, thinking we were going to go to market in three or four different ways. I mean, people were messaging me like, you know, I want to do that. I want to try that. And, you know, because it's just, there's so much that people don't know and they're clamoring for it. And that is so much fun. That is a real thrill. And I feel like we're really going to help people and get people to think about things differently. And I'm just thrilled about that. So... You know, yeah, just really exciting. Yeah. Keep and, it on.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's not easy. And so, you you know, the journey of a thousand miles does begin with one step. You guys are way beyond that first step and, <laughs> and we're excited to see where this goes. So leave us with the closing thought, Janice, and then the best place for the listeners to get in touch with you if they want to learn more or even contribute.
1: Yeah, I just, I have a couple of thoughts. I definitely want people to, I think, be A little more patient with some of the providers. I feel like there's been a lot of frustration and anger at the healthcare system. Some of it's justified, but there are so many good providers, doctors out there who are quitting because the healthcare system is just such a beatdown. My mother was a nurse at Bellevue in New York City in the 1950s. And it was like, you know, a doctor was one step from God. And that is part of the problem, but they really, you know, there's just some really, really great people. On the flip side, we have to realize that we are our own best advocates. And we are trying to help our customers be the best advocates they can be, but they've got to work with a physician. They've got to find somebody they trust. And I think that so much of consumerism today is having people sit at home isolated and be disassociated from the world. And COVID has made that so much worse and you cannot do that with your healthcare. You can't. So I encourage people to seek out providers they like when they're well, not when they're sick, when they're desperate, but when they're well, so that you can get on top of the system and be open to new ways of looking at this. So I encourage folks to reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Janice Underline Powers. I'm on LinkedIn, and it's Janice, J-A-N-I-S, like Joplin, Powers. And then folks can hit the Longitudinal Healthcare website and reach out to me there, or of course, through the Powers Report podcast. I'm sort of all over the place. So if you you Google me and healthcare... (laughs) There's a lot of ways to get in touch with you, Janice. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to interact with people because I love it.
0: So thank you. Oh, that's great. Well, there you have it, folks. If something that we talked about or Janice mentioned during this interview resonated with you, reach out. She's open to conversations as she's on her mission to eliminate healthcare insurance. (laughs) So Janice, just want to thank you again for spending time with us and certainly looking forward to staying in touch. My pleasure. Thank you. learn more.